Is the mic on? Episode 56. 5656. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Who's falling for this? I've, I've got a bottle of Windex I bought yesterday, and it says proudly 13% more. Is that swaying anybody's decision? Is anybody moving away from the competition because Windex is giving us 13% more? How do you even calculate 13% more? I don't even, I've, I've got to put my glasses on to read this bottle, but it's got 26 fluid ounces. So what's 13%? Nobody can do that math. It's absurd. Was anybody unhappy with the 24 ounces they were giving us? I can't even tell the difference. Now they have to reformulate the bottle. It seems like a lot of waste for 13%. For all the people, <laughs> for all the people that spoke up and said Windex is skimping. They're not giving us as much as we deserve for $3.99. Well, let me tell you this. The good people at Windex have listened, and they're now giving you 13% more. Who? Who? Who came up with this marketing scheme? And then it got approved. So the bottle is now changed? And what happens when they want to go back to 13% less? And why not 15% or 20%? Give us a number that we can get excited about. 25% more is when I start to get excited. 13. What a bunch of crap. I mean, this is happening everywhere. This is... And by the way, this is anti-inflation, so thank you, Windex, because I've noticed Gatorade, and this is not a commercial for Windex. I, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I'm not taking sponsors yet, although I, I wish I could. Little friend, Gatorade used to be 32 ounces for about 99 cents. Now the bottle is smaller. They've added a grip. What's his name, Kev? It's now 28 ounces, and it's about a dollar 69. That's inflation. And what do you got? We got horny. Well, I've got a lot of thoughts. Episode 56 is a lot of thoughts. I'm going to be talking about uh, leaving the house, my knee. What else I got? do I have on the list? Social media, uh, environmental stuff, trees. And uh, for the people watching the video, you can see I've got a Andy Warhol t-shirt on to sort of pay homage. I was watching the documentary. Andy Warhol. Yes, Andy Warhol. I don't get... Let me think about this. So they're giving us 13% more. But it also says on the bottle, 100% ocean-bound social plastic. Now, to me, that says... It really says 100% ocean-bound... 13%. 100% ocean bound. Does that mean this plastic is ending up in the ocean? I, I went to their website, and this is what I gather. They're paying people in um, underdeveloped communities to collect plastic along shorelines, and it's turning into a Windex bottle. Thanks, thanks, world. We have really screwed up this planet. And this whole going to Mars thing is just a horrible idea. I can tell you for many reasons. Uh, we're just going to do the same stuff over there. We're just going to litter and destroy that planet up there. So if we all got up and went to Mars, two things. I've talked about this before. It's the same people up there. All of us are going to be... You think our problems are going to be any different? You don't don't think we're going to be on Mars just divided, but with less oxygen? And I don't think there's water on Mars. 
So how do we, we've decided, this is how dumb we are. Humans are, I wrote this down on a piece of paper. Humans are the most confident and dumb species at the same time. Think about that. Think about how dumb we are. And we're arrogant about it. There's 50% of the people over here that believe this with confidence. And completely contradicting that over here is 50% of people that believe that with confidence. So 50% are wrong and appear stupid to me, but they're confident about it. Well, they're coming to Mars with us. That's good news, everybody. We'll see them up there. That's right. All the people that think uh, Earth is flat, they'll be up there going, Mars is flat too. Yep, I'm a flat Marser. All the people that drive you nuts when you leave the house. And I am now campaigning for people not to leave the house. Every time you leave the house, something bad happens. That seems to be the pattern. So when you stay in your house, well, you can be shielded from that. If you want, if you, if you want to cut yourself off from people, just don't go on the internet, don't turn on the news, don't answer your phone, and then you're safe. But you leave the house, and all of a sudden, uh, you, you know, you could end up in a viral video. You do something like slightly wrong, somebody is going to take it and position it and make you look stupid because that's what the world is. The world has become a bunch of tattletales. And uh, reporters, everybody's a reporter now with social media. They're all going to report your bad. God forbid you have one weak moment in public. You're screwed. Now we're going to we're going to turn the world against you. And I'm not talking about the people that are horrible. There are horrible uh, racist people that are being caught on camera. And, and, and that's fine. But like there's everyday people. Like, there's people out there trying to humiliate people. There's people that are videotaping people in parking lots that aren't putting their carts away. And, you know, I, I, I get that. I get why people do that and don't do that. Don't return their carts. Doesn't mean that they have to be exposed and humiliated. But that's what people do. People do that for their view count. I'm going to humiliate you for my view count. And then stuff's taken out of context without examination. I'll give you an example. If I were to say, well, my favorite Shakespeare quote is not to be. You'd say, well, that's not what Shakespeare said. Shakespeare said to be or not to be. That's the, no, no, no. I just like not to be. That's, that's what's going on. People aren't showing you the full context. They're showing you, the video always starts late. I'm just sick of people tattletaling. How about this? Leave the house, mind your own business. Just shut up, go to the grocery store, go to the gym, run your errands, take your kids to school, pick them up at soccer practice, whatever happens, and just mind your own business. It's not a healthy world where every day when I go on social media, now, I used to like TikTok. I don't like it anymore because I hate the algorithm. All I get is is attractive people dancing. That just reminds me that I'm not attractive. <laughs> attractive people, attractive couple dancing reminds me I'm not part of an attractive couple. That I'm, uh, And by the way, I consider myself mediocre. Been a lot of blowback on that. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, attractive, attractive, attractive people. And then, oh, oh, look at this. A fist fight outside of a bar. That's great. Okay. And what's, oh, look at this. Somebody didn't return the shopping cart. They're being humiliated. Look at this person's uh, just innocently shopping at a big box store and somebody throws a thing of paper towels at their head and then pretends like they didn't do it. It, it. Oh, that's funny. Wow. We're just punking everybody. Come on, be an extra, be an extra, be a player in my video. I want to use you to get more popular. God, 
People just suck. And that's all because of algorithms. Oh, and then you keep, this happened the other day on TikTok. All of a sudden, I see a video of the ocean and a shark comes up. This is horrible. And attacked a person. And the person was killed. I I, I, I did the research on it. And it's an actual real, I actually just saw somebody getting killed. And that's not what I want to see. But that's what TikTok is giving. Social media just gives you, here's what we're giving you right now. Consume it. You used to go out of your way. When I was a kid, let me sound old. How did I discover stand-up comedy? I was working at a mental hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts called McLean Hospital. And I was working in the kitchen. I would serve uh, the patients and the doctors food. And then I got promoted to the cash register. And then I became a security guard. I talked about it on my first special. I was a security guard at a mental hospital. Uh, but one of the workers there gave me a mixtape of comedy. And on side A was Andrew Dice Clay. And side B was Sam Kinison. And I trusted this person because that person, he was funny. He was a funny kid. And he thought I would like it. That's how things used to go viral. Word of mouth from people that you knew. For the most part. Now it's some computer, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter has decided what I might like to see. Well, seeing a person being killed by a shark wasn't something I wanted to see. But now I, now I saw it. Now I've seen it. Now I have to live with that. That's what bothers me. That's what bothers me is we're just taking what they get. If you went out to eat at a restaurant and they just put down a dish in front of you and said, eat that. And you'd say, well, I don't eat fish. They'd say, well, that's, uh, sorry, that's what you get. That's what, would you accept that? Would you accept the algorithm restaurant that just gives you whatever the hell you want? I don't think you would. I don't think you would. So I, I, I put out that video last week of me on stage in La Jolla at the Comedy Store a couple of weekends ago, and I still have yet to put out what would be my favorite video. In fact, it's I'm so excited about it that I can't even get myself to sit down and edit, which I can't. I don't, I'll do anything to do the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I spent uh, this weekend writing a, a script for a show concept I came up with. Uh, should be called uh, This Will Never Go Anywhere. But I, I put up a clip that I... Was it, I don't know, it just went, a huge truck just went by. I don't know, was it, I think, it, yeah, yes, I was on stage and I said, a lot of average looking people here tonight. And I'm like, well, why does that offend you? I think I played it on the last episode. I, in fact, I know I did. And people said, well, you're not average. That's why that, that joke isn't working. I said, well, no, no, no I, I am average. I truly believe I'm average. In fact, that's the average truck backing up right now to pick me up and take me to the uh, the meeting of the average people. I, I am for sure average. I've been average my whole life uh, and I don't mind being average. Average is a state of mind. Okay, okay, so when I'm watching this Andy Warhol documentary, there's Andy was obsessed with his looks. Of course, I don't know how he could be obsessed with anything when he was so skinny. I don't know how he had any uh, energy to do anything. Be obsessed with his looks or art. That's why you had other people in the factory painting stuff. But it's a state of mind. There's a guy in the documentary, I, I won't call the person out, but they're not attractive. But the way they dress and hold 
holds themselves. I don't even want to say which pronoun the person. You say, this this person is attractive. Confidence is attractive to me. Well, I don't have that. I've never considered myself attractive, and nor do I care to be attractive. You know what I love about being not attractive? When I go into uh, the store the other day, and I go to pick up my Windex with 13% more, and that's why I got it. Not because it's the brand name. 13% more. More, more. <laughs> I shot a video that I put up on on uh, on TikTok and about 13% more, basically what I was doing at the beginning of the podcast. And nobody cared. Nobody. People walked by. I'm sitting there videotaping myself. I'm saying, you know, being my usual loud self, although just slightly less because I didn't want to get thrown out. Believe me, nobody cared. Now, if I was hot, people would be like, who's the hot guy in the uh, cleaning aisle making a video? He must be famous. That guy's hot. He's good looking. Good looking guy making a, a video. I guarantee I'm going to go up and ask him. They'd ask someone coming here, hey, are you, you look familiar. They, 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 they do a little fishing. You look familiar. Are you, I've seen you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Orny Adams. I'm, I'm very attractive. And, uh, yes, you, you've probably seen some of my videos where I, I go after social things. And, you know, right now I'm making a video. Uh, yeah, follow me here. If you follow me, follow me. Follow me. That's what we go. When you're me, mediocre, you can be anonymous. And I like being anonymous. I don't like to go out. Man, there is something in our DNA that is so ingrained that we like attractive people. They've done studies with babies and they go, who, not babies, like toddlers. They go, who do you trust more? And then they put up like a picture of a very handsome guy in a suit. And then they'll put up a picture of, next to it's a picture of me, mediocre, hair all over the place. And the baby goes, I, the toddler says, I trust good looking person. But young people, it's ingrained in our DNA to like better. That's why I'm campaigning. I'm begging everybody, support average and mediocre. Let's overthrow these clowns. And you can push back as much as you want, but I've, I've spent most of my life in big cities, Boston, Atlanta, New York City, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, I'm a four. Unless you like... Um, I guess I win for being sort of, I guess, real or honest. I get cred there. But I don't know who I am. Look at the way I dress. I'm a clown. I'm a clown. But there is something attractive about people that just accept who they are and what they look like. I've always wanted to be that. That's that's uh, that's next for me. That's next for me. Well, I was supposed to have knee surgery. It got postponed. It's now at the end of July. Uh, I don't really need to talk about it. I think it's going to be pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I don't need any sort of empathy, sympathy. You don't worry about me. I, I got this. I got this. Read an article in The New Yorker about uh, privacy. Privacy is a big thing. Like, they're definitely... This is what scares me about TikTok. It's owned by an overseas company in China. And you have to put in so much information in order to sign up for an account. And then if you want to monetize it like me, I've basically sold my soul to make 12 cents a day. 
Okay, I had to give all sorts of banking information. I think I had to give a social security number. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. What right to privacy do you think you believe you deserve? In the New York article, they said privacy rights were set up by the rich and the influential to protect themselves. In other words, presidents, judges, congressmen, they set it up because they were having affairs, they were doing illegal things, and they said, we have a right to privacy. You can't publish this. Nowadays, there's no right to privacy. Like I just discussed, you leave the house, all of a sudden, you're part of a viral video, you're part of a discussion. Uh, All the information's out there. You can get any... In fact, the minute the Supreme Court made that Roe v. Wade decision... They were Vox. Is that the word that I saw on social media? There was a a video that would show each of the judges that voted down Roe v. Wade with their personal information, their address and their phone numbers right there, right there. Those are Supreme Court justices. So if if we can find out their information and believe me, what's next? We'll get their their mother's maiden name and their uh, their passwords for all their accounts. They'll be hacked. In fact, I know they're probably being hacked right now by anonymous. That was another article I read in the New Yorker was about these the CIA in this division of hackers that we have. And they're like, if you read it, you just go, this is, there's no way this is who the government is hiring to, to work on really confidential, very, uh, like it was like a group of dudes, young people in their 20s. And they treated it like they were working at Google. So they had like Nerf guns and they'd shoot, shoot each other and they would prank each other. These are people holding our secrets. These are people that are, are uh, hacking other countries. And it turned out one of them, according to the article, actually got into a fight with one of the... They're also very competitive. What, what accounts they get to work on, which hacking cases they get to work on. And this one guy really rubbed uh, a lot of people the wrong way. And a new guy came in and that guy didn't take it. And they ended up siding with the new guy and they moved the old guy to another floor. The old guy eventually gets fired. And then all of a sudden, all these documents were released on on, on WikiLeaks. And uh, he's been accused, I think, and convicted of these. No, no, maybe there was a mistrial. Anyway, the guy didn't like the way he was being treated. And so what's his solution? He releases our secrets. Like, are we vetting these people? Then they went back. I don't even want to discuss it, but they go back to his high school and what they discovered about this guy, you think, well, how are these people even hired? This is our government. This is our government. And don't think, I'm not a conspiracy theory, but if they want to track you, they know when I'm at the gym. They could know I'm home right now. Privacy's out the window. I And I try and be private. Here's who I am as an artist. This is why I'm, and if, if, if I'm even an artist, maybe I'm being generous saying that. We're, Andy Warhol and people like that, they made themselves the art. Andy Warhol was a piece of art. His paintings were part of it. But what makes his paintings so great? Andy Warhol, the personality behind it. He was part of it. So when you bought an Andy Warhol painting, you were buying a part of Andy Warhol. He came with it, that persona, that energy. Even if he didn't 
draw every line on it. That was my, that was a rub on him. And what bothered me was, you know, like I'm wearing a shirt with one of the Campbell's uh, soup cans and he would do one and then fill it in or whatever. And then other people would take over the process after that. Like even people that he, that ordered portraits from him and knew that he took the pictures for the portraits and then he maybe outlined some of it, but the, the colors were painted in on the portraits by people that worked for him at his factory. He even called it a factory. And he didn't hide from this, but he wasn't doing all the paintings. And the people knew this. They were just happy that Andy picked the colors. Imagine that. Andy just picked the colors and they're happy with it. I would, if I ordered an Andy Warhol, I would say, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to watch you. I want to see every stroke, every single paint stroke of my mediocre average face painted by you, Andy. That way I can tell people Andy Warhol painted this. Not it's an Andy Warhol. See the difference? It's like the other night I went out to dinner with uh, some friends. One of them was a magician and uh, he started doing a trick. I didn't ask him to do a trick. He just started to do a trick. Now I have to be humiliated. Because I can't figure it out. It bothers me. I hate magic. So I want to punch magicians. Not really, because I'm not physical. But I, 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 metaphorically, emotionally, with my eyes, I want to punch them. Because I can never figure it out. And it's always so simple. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to divulge the, the secret. And I understand that. So, you, you know what I do? I go, oh, my Google it. And magicians hate that. They hate when you Google the tricks. And then you just go, wow, this is so simple. Now, the, 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 the actual way the trick is done, uh, he was levitating a piece of paper in between two hands. It, it, the way that it's done, the trick. See, I was, by the way, I was so drunk and I was so articulate. At least I thought it was because all of a sudden I gave a, a lecture about the difference between uh, illusion and uh, magic. Now, I can't remember what I said, but it made sense at the time. Like, it's it's because I'd ask him, is this magic or is this an illusion? And I don't know what it, I, at the time I was dialed in. I knew the difference. Now I can't even, and then I explained it to another person at the dinner with her. I go, oh, yeah, no, no. But magic is this and an illusion is this. Like, I, I got to drink more because I have a clearer head when I drink my uh, my tequila. But no matter what, no matter that the mechanics behind the illusion, this was an illusion. I deemed it an illusion. He created an illusion that something was floating. And the mechanics behind it are so simple. But the craft, what it takes to do this close-up trick, which I was two feet away from him, of course, I'm drunk and it's pitch dark, uh, but he, the sleight of hand is quite a skill. So you can't take that away from magicians. And that I certainly, certainly respect. But when I go see magic shows, I, I can't enjoy They want you to just in, sit back and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Well, I don't. I like to figure stuff out. I like to figure out why is Windex, if somebody from Windex could write me a letter, why, why did you pick 13% more? Why didn't you go to 15 why didn't you go to 15? Why didn't you go to 20, 25, something respectable? Now, Andy Warhol, the artist, 
he really figured it out. He figured out how to market himself. He figured out how to be his own reality show. He figured out how to be his own product. He figured out that you had to, uh, you know, schmooze with rich people. That's what he, he knew and get their money. He felt the greatest art of all was making money. That, that, and he admitted it. And then he had a great, which I'm stealing for sure. They said, uh, what do you think of your critics that say that uh, all of this is garbage? He said, uh, they're right. They're right. They're right. Played this little media. Yeah, they're right. I'm really like, damn right. That's what I'm going to say. Hey, Orny. You know, some people say your latest special is not that good. What do you say to that? They're right. That's going to shut it down. Shut it down. And you know what? To... To them, they are right. So let them be right. They're they're the 50% of the idiots that I said uh, that are uh, confident and dumb at the same time. I am uh, Andy Warhol. Watch the documentary. It's 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 pretty. And I forgot he got shot. Like he, I thought he got kind of got shot, but he really got shot. And they saved his life. And they they did surgery for hours. I think there are four surgeons that worked on him for. 12 hours straight. Now, let me tell you something. Average Orny comes in shot that many times. They're working on me for about 15 minutes, and then they're uh, back on their phones, checking their social media feeds. They're done with me. Let them go. <sighs> we have, uh, on the operating deal, or Orny Adams has been shot several times. They're like, well, let's, let's Google. How many followers does he have? Is he worth saving? Well, did you see his last special? I mean, it wasn't that good. That's that's the discussion now. How how hard should we work? Andy Warhol comes in. You better save him. When Kennedy, President Kennedy was shot, believe me, they worked hard on that head of his. Um, I'm still, and I, I think, switching topics, I think I'm going about this wrong. I, I've been trying to start a cult now for some time. And I think part of the problem, because I'm watching a lot of documentaries on cults, I think part of the problem is I'm announcing that I'm trying to start a cult. Like, I think you're supposed to start the cult, but not tell people. Like, you're supposed to say, hey, so I got this place. It's a little bit off the beaten track, but come on over. We're going to do morning yoga and meditation. And you get the, the women to come over. And next thing they know, they're in a foursome with an average looking guy. That's what happens in these uh, these cults what i've noticed is every cult includes yoga for the most part uh, veganism like altruistic things god discovery afterlife by the way that's another reason why i don't believe in the afterlife because if there is an afterlife and i choose not to think about it it's like mars it's all of us i don't want to do this again with all of us the same people i've done it already tired of you people. I don't want to leave the house. I want to get to an afterlife that includes life from other planets, maybe. Or maybe I'm just hanging out with kangaroos in the afterlife. I don't want to be in an afterlife with the people. When I look, I'm on stage, I look out, I go, shit, shit. Look at these people. What if I'm stuck with them in the afterlife? This is it? Oh, God. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, God, please don't be an afterlife. If this, I don't care how good it is. Look, I'm going to be with these people again? 
Oh, boy. Yeah, that's why I don't... I choose not to believe... I mean, I just... Every day is an ass kick. Like, I saw something on TV. And I thought it was... I didn't think it was that good. And so I sent it to a friend. I said, look at this. I go, this, is, this isn't good, right? It was like tangentially in my bed. Like, like, it was somewhat in the business that I'm in. So I wanted someone to agree. I wanted, I wanted this person I sent it to to agree with me and to commiserate. This is the only reason I, I would ever get married is to be with somebody that just agrees with me when I'm upset about something. Like, when you leave a party as a couple, you're going to sit there and go, did you, that's all the food they put out? You don't want the person to go, no, I thought there was plenty of food. I don't want to be in a relationship with a person that doesn't agree with me that there wasn't enough food at the party. And that's why I sent this to this person. I wanted this person to say, you know what? You're right. You're right. This is not, that wasn't that good. And instead of doing that, the person sent me a message, a voice message saying that their child, the two-year-old child loved it to deflect. So rather than say, hey, I didn't, I loved it. I thought it was great. So now people are using their kids to express their unpopular views. So rather than say, hey, you know what? I, 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 I didn't think it was as bad as you thought it was. The kid loved it. So now I hate your kid. You've now made me hate your two-year-old kid for disagreeing with me. And I see through your bullshit. You didn't just say to me, I didn't think it was that bad. Don't don't use your kid to deflect. That's like these people that are ventriloquists. They use their 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 puppet. Oh, I think I, boy, that that show was horrible. I didn't think it was so horrible. I thought it was pretty good. Oh, puppet! You have the worst taste in comedy, puppet. So my quest to start a cult uh, continues. I believe that I, I can be successful. I just got to crack the formula. It's a way for people. It's, it's really cults are a way of getting laid and taking people's money. And there's a lot of people in cults right now that don't believe they're in cults. But believe me, you're in a cult. You are in a cult. Look at over my notes. I hate algorithms. Now, let's talk about uh, more about people. There's two types of people. There are people that, uh, and this comes back to the Windex, two types of people. There are the people that make the planet a better place, and there are the people that make the planet a worse place. And then there are people like me that, ah, I, I do my best. I try and recycle. Although some days when I'm so angry at the world, I don't recycle. That's how I get back at the world. I go, oh, you know what? I'm not going to put, I'm not putting this can in the blue bin. That's the recycle bin. I'm putting it in the, I don't give a shit. I'm not taking the time and I do it. That's how I show the world. I don't recycle. And then about an hour later, I feel so guilty. I go back out to the bins and I take it out of the brown bin and I put it in the recycle bin. Because guilt, guilt, because I have a conscience. A lot of people don't. These people littering, I live in Los Angeles. There's so much trash all over the place. All I can assume is people hate Los Angeles so much that they just litter. Because when I go home to Boston, I see no trash anywhere. Not blowing around, not on the streets, not on the side of the highway. There's no trash. Why? People love Boston. 
Why do they love Boston? Because Boston is one of the greatest cities in the world. Los Angeles, this is not that many people are anchored here. A lot of people didn't grow up here. They have no, they don't love Los Angeles. So what do they do? They throw the Snickers wrapper outside of the way. Oh, goodbye. Screw you. Screw you, Los Angeles. Why do people lit when you throw something not in a trash can? What do you think happens? Do you expect a good civilian to pick that up? Because there are ones that do that. What do you expect? Because it's just going to keep blowing around and blowing around and blowing around, and then it ends up in the oceans. And then it's killing the vaquitas. The vaquitas. Do you see that documentary? There was a documentary. On uh, I watched it on the plane. There's there's a a porpoise, which is critically endangered. There's ten of them in the oceans left. Eight to ten. Now how do they know this? The ocean's pretty huge, and sometimes they discover things in the ocean they didn't even realize were ever in the ocean. And sometimes they find dead bodies too that have been attacked by sharks or been dumped by uh, uh you know bad people. But how do they know? Somehow they know. The consensus is there's. At most, 10 of these vaquitas. And they're these little, uh, I don't know. Every time I hear vaquita, it sounds like chiquita. And then I, I want to eat one, the, the bananas. But they get caught in these nets. I watched this documentary. There's something called a to- totaba, which they sell to China because China likes to eat the swim bladders for medicinal soup. This, this traditional Chinese medicine, TCM, this is why rhino horns are being trafficked. In 2012, a report by the Traffic by Traffic International, the World Wildlife Fund's trade monitoring program, described how wealthy Vietnamese and Asians business elites in Vietnam would routinely mix rhino horn powder with water or alcohol as a general health and hangover curing time. Great. The rhinos are being killed. So they can get drunk and not have a hangover. And you know this doesn't work. No offense to DCM, but you know this doesn't work. Take an Advil. Take an. Ad- the group also included some men who also apparently believe rhino horn could cure impotence and enhance sexual. Use Viagra. Use Viagra. Black market dealers have also pushed the idea, supposedly sparked by local media gossip, that rhino horn can cure cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Uh, this is what's this is what's going on. Animals are being trafficked. Did you see this? This just came out today. This is where is it? Airport X-ray finds 109 live animals and luggage. Look at this. Two passengers detained. Two Indian women. Flying out of Vietnam. Was it Vietnam? Where was it? Uh, It was... Anyway. The women... uh, The total luggage contained 50 lizards, 35 turtles, 20 snakes, two white porcupines, and two armadillos. I guess the white porcupine must be something uh, pretty rare. Thailand. They were leaving Thailand. uh, And they were taking them to India. And there were... Live animals were in a suitcase... This is what's going on. This trafficking. And these little vaquitas are getting caught. They're victims of this other poaching. Nobody wants the vaquita. And in the documentary, they're trying to save the vaquita. They're cutting the nets that are uh, grabbing these animals that are being uh, sold to China for medicinal reasons. 
and the vaquitas are getting caught in the nets, so they're cutting the nets. And then they tried to save one of the vaquitas. They actually tried to put it in captivity, and they brought it on the boat, and they brought it to a little pond of water, like a, a, there was, you know, salt water off to the side of the ocean, and the vaquita died right there. It was the saddest thing. They're so cute, these little vaquitas. I'm so sick of animals going extinct. Uh, I really am. But what what the I'm going to read about the vaquita. Vaquita, the world's rarest marine mammal, is on the edge of extinction. The plight of whales, dolphins, and porpoises as a whole is exemplified by the rapid decline of the vaquita in Mexico, with about 10 individuals remaining. In fact, we're going to call them individuals. I'm calling them uh, the porpoises. This little porpoise wasn't discovered until 1958, and a little over a half a century later, we are on the brink of losing them forever. Isn't that sad? We're going to lose a little vaquita, the little vaquitis. The vaquitae are often caught and drowned uh, in gill nets used by illegal fishing operations in marine protected areas within the Gulf of Mexico, uh, Mexico's Gulf of California. The population has dropped drastically in the last few years. The vaquita has a large dark ring under its eyes. That's why I like them. They're like me. They got dark rings under their eyes and patches on their lips that form a thin line from the mouth to the pectoral fins. Its top, the dorsal surface, is dark gray. Why am I describing the vaquita for everybody? Who cares? Newborn vaquita have darker coloration. Who cares? There's 10 left. That's all I care about. They're the most often found uh, off these coasts. And this is from NPR. I did a lot of research on this. People in Asian cultures use the swim bladder. This is not the vaquita. This is the, the fish that they're trying to get that the... Uh, the nets are catching the vaquita. People in Asian cultures uh, often use a swim bladder in a soup called fish ma. Fish ma. Oh, God, it's so disturbing. There's so much of all of this. Like I was also reading uh, NPR about something called, maybe I'll talk about it, uh, tree poaching. The strange underground economy of tree poaching. In about a town in Oric, California, where the the great uh, redwoods, is that what they're called? The redwood trees? People are poaching them. They're poaching them for the burl. It's a community where they used to do a lot of logging. And what happened was people stopped. The logging industry went away. And because the logging industry went away, the town became, you know, poor. And nobody could find work. And rather than leave, now people need to leave when this happens. They stick around and they just go down the drain with the town. And now there's a lot of crime. And one of the crimes is they're stealing burl, the little, like, lumps on the side of the trees and selling it to people that make trinkets out of it. And it's killing the redwoods. It's killing the, there's not that many of these redwoods left. That's the problem. What's the statistics on this? Anyway, there's good people. There are only 4% of them left. Redwood National State Parks protects about 40% of these remaining trees. And with supply dwindling on private land, the park has increasingly become a target. These trees can be upwards of 2,000 years old. People are killing these trees that are 2,000 years old because they need money. This is what I'm saying. The world is so damn messed up. Just tired of it.
I really am. Everyone goes, what's, what's wrong with Ornie Adams? What's wrong with the world? Where's this last article I want to read before I get out of here? I'm tired of it. I really am. I knew I knew I couldn't make the Vaquita thing funny. I knew I couldn't. Like, I'm so torn because... And by the way, in case you're wondering, what is it like? Because a lot of people, what are, I want to have a phone conversation with Ornie Adams. I'd love to talk to him on the This is what it's like to talk with me on the phone. I, I, I read these things. I find them interesting. And I thought, I, I think, you know what? I'll talk, I'll talk on the phone. And, and I used to tell the same story over and over again to the, the same people. And I thought, I'm just going to do this as a podcast. And instead of talking, wasting the phone, wasting time on the phone every day, talking to five people telling the same stories, they can listen to the podcast. Well, guess what? Those five people don't even listen to the podcast. But I don't, I don't talk to them on the phone anymore. People only like to talk to me on the phone when they're, when I have something to complain about. When when I I'll call it. Oh, did you hear about the vaquita? You know what vaquita is? No, just saw a documentary on the plane about these vaquitas, these little dolphins, and the there's ten of them left, and they and nobody cares that they're getting caught in these nets. They're going to disappear. And by the way, the redwood trees, two thousand year old trees, people are lopping the the burl off of them to make humidors. And they make trinkets. And they're killing the redwoods. Because people don't give a shit. Because what? Let's ruin the planet. We're all going to go to Mars. Let me tell you something. When we evacuate planet Earth and and we leave, this place is going to look trash. It's going to look like there was a fraternity party here. When I was in a fraternity, we'd have a party. The next morning you wake up and smell like vomit. There's trash everywhere. Broken windows. And you think, what happened here? That's what we've done to planet Earth. This is like a big fraternity party coming in the day after when we all evacuate. When the aliens finally come here to take over, they're going to be like, wow, this is really... the." And then some aliens will be like, no, 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 planet Earth is up and coming. This is a good planet to move to and invade. Property values will be way up in a few thousand years. You know, once the, the redwoods grow back, once the oceans stabilize, once global warming comes down... Do you know that uh, today in Japan, I believe, they're having the hottest day ever? Global warming! Because crap is in the ocean. All this plastic. Ban it. Ban it. We should all be... You know what? And I'm a hypocrite because I bought this plastic that I'm holding up. I mean, it's not for me to solve every problem. It's for me to be irritated by every problem. It's for me to give you some sort of solution. Like in a previous podcast, I decided we need to ban the oceans. If all the plastic is getting into the ocean, plastic dolls, plastic this, plastic bags. Well, the problem's the ocean. That's where the comedy, that's the buffoonery of comedy. Done leaving the house. I said it. Went to a party the other day. And, uh, you know, I talk about this on stage. I don't want to go to your party. I don't want to go. The minute I'm invited to a party, I, I start concocting, concocting, concocting excuses not to go. I don't want to go. Being around like strangers in, in Hollywood, parties are horrible because everyone's sort of just like, what do you do? Like, this person's interested. Something's going on here. I'm like, what do you do? And then the person's like, uh, I'm a contract. I, I develop homes. You're like, okay, bye-bye. You can't help my career. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk. If I can't get something from you, we're we're in a transactional city. Bye bye. Thank you. 
See you later. On to the next person. Who can help who? And then you think somebody's going to help you. And it turns out that person's thinking that I'm going to help them. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. I, I wonder, t- tell me, and you can email me, what's wrong at Orny Adams? That's the email. Uh, what's wrong at orneyadams.com. That's the email. Just type in what's wrong, W-H-A-T-S, wrong, W-R-O-N-G, at, at orneyadams.com is email. Teamwhatswrong.com is like a portal for where you want to find, you want to find this? Well, maybe you're listening on Spotify, maybe Apple, maybe Google, uh, maybe this, maybe that, who knows? Maybe you're watching the video on my Patreon. Maybe you're watching the video uh, a couple months later on YouTube. Who knows? Who knows? Don't want to go to your party. So listen, I go to the party the other day at my neighbor's house. This is remarkable. I go, couldn't get any worse. Then the time that somebody asked me to bring ice to the party. Couldn't get... Well, I said, can I bring something? I always I always say that, and then I sit there in a panic going, oh, God, please say no. Please say no. Why did I ask? I know I'm just being polite. Don't I don't want to bring someone. We're adults. We're adults. We're an adult. You don't want to... You know, if you're going to have a party as an adult, have everything that's needed at the, par- at the party. That's why you, you... This was your idea to have a party. This was your idea to have a celebration for whatever, your birthday, your, your anniversary for the 4th of July, whatever it is. This, you came up with this. I, did, this wasn't, I didn't think of having a party. You did this. So I'm showing up. Now me showing up, I feel like I'm already doing you a favor because I'm content not showing up. And I'm a hell of a guest. I'm interesting. Everybody laughs. It's a good time. When he's at the party, people want me at their parties. They want, in fact, there was a time I thought I should have been paid like a fluffer at the parties. I should have been paid to, to keep this thing going and rolling and fun, fun orny at the parties. And, and, and when you bring something to a party, because I saw it the other day, because I was one of the first people at the party, people were showing up with like bottles of really nice liquor and they're not getting credit for it. Because the host is over there, uh, the other host is over there, so they're walking around with this, and, and people are like, oh, there's a there's a table over there. You can just put the, the liquors over there." And the person's like, "No, no, I'm I'm doing a few laps with the bottle, so I get credit for it. That's what you got to do. That you got to walk in, you got to walk around like you got a trophy. Hold the bottle over your head. Uh, can everybody see that I brought the expensive bottle of liquor? Want everyone to give me credit. This wasn't." Yeah, this wasn't on the table when the party began. This isn't contributed by the host. This is, yeah, I'm the, yeah, yeah. You see it. You see people taking laps with their liquor to get credit for bringing the liquor to the party. So the most humiliating thing happened the other day. And this is more humiliating than me trying to get serious about the vaquitas and the and the redwoods. Uh, but I, I, I do recommend that you read these articles because it is fascinating what's going on. Uh, with the Redwoods. And I, I love the articles, whether they're funny or not. But part of this podcast is, you know, informational. What goes on in my life during the week and the interesting things that I read that I want to bring to you or watch like the Warhol documentary. But maybe it's better discussed if somebody's in here and I can bounce off of them while I'm sort of go digesting the facts of the Redwoods. Because I was up to date on the Redwoods two days ago when I read that article and I was up to date on the Vaquitas about two months ago when I saw that documentary, but time has lapsed and so is my brain. So I'm at this party. Party's going great. It's time for the dismount. Time for me to leave. 
it's my neighbor's house. They live a couple of houses down. And I'm like, hey, listen, thank you so much. In the kitchen saying goodbye. And then I was asked. I was asked to take a bag of trash to go. (laughs) They said, our bins are full. Do you have space in your bins for a bag of trash? I left a party with a bag of trash. And I sat across the street with my bag of trash. And I did not see one other person gifted a bag of trash. Nobody else left. I walked humiliation with my bag of trash and put it in my check. Now, if these people were smart, there might have been like illegal documents and stuff. I might have been part of a crime disposing of their trash. One more story we're going to get out of here. Man bungles. This is from the New York Post. You know I love the New York Post. Man bungles lakeside proposal as $1,200 ring pops out of the box and falls into the water. I doodled underneath it, but... Uh, when I was doing the stupid Vikita. I've said this before. Stop with these elaborate proposals. This guy was videotaping it to put up on social media. Now he looks like a buffoon. Here's my first thought. What woman accepts a $1,200 ring? I, I'd love to meet a woman that would be happy with a $1,200 ring. All the women I meet want like like $20,000, $50,000 rings. I, uh, please, if... If you're a woman and you would accept a $1,200 ring from a guy who can't even take it out of the box without it falling into the, the water, I'm your man. I might be average, but I'll give you, a, I'll double that. I'll give you a 2400 You know what? Uh, 36 I'm prepared today to spend $3,600 on you and not drop it in the water. Here's the real question. What's... Was the ring really worth $1,200 or is this guy a genius? Maybe he's a genius. Maybe the ring was made out of nothing, cubic zirconia, and was worth $50. And rather than present her with that, he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to drop this right into the water. That's what I'm doing. Stop proposing in public. Maybe just stop proposing. Maybe marriage is outdated. I've said it before. Marriage is for some people, like 5% of the population. Everybody else should not get married. Everyone I know is miserable. They're miserable. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. And a lot of of people nowadays don't want to work. What's his name, Kev? Thank you, Ernesto Hurtado, for polishing and getting this audio up. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the people that subscribe and pay for my content. Thank you for the people that uh, watch it uh, free on YouTube. Thank you for the people that, uh, yeah, you know what? If you if you like this, send me an email. What's wrong at OrniAdams.com? Tell me what's wrong with Orny Adams. Tell me what you think is wrong with the world. Tell me. Tell me, tell me. What's wrong at OrniAdams.com? And also, please take, a time, take the time to subscribe and, and like, and you can write reviews. And believe me, if you don't think it's uh, good, you're right. You're right. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your lives. I know you guys are busy to listen to this podcast and uh, digging you, digging you. Now, listen, the next episode of What's Wrong with Orny Adams will have 13% more. (laughs) How about that?